0: hello everybody and welcome back to off the tape this is episode 13 personally lucky jewish number so the guy i'm gonna go around with is none other than michael camilleri
1: oh nice
0: (laughs) joining me this episode is our co-host a fan and our editor-in-chief tibet how's it going with you two guys Yo. Yeah, I'm doing
2: well, man. Uh, I guess uh, for me to throw out uh, number thirteen here, I have to go with the legendary Finnish player, the Finnish Flash, Temu Ilmari Selane. He wore he, number eight. One Holy of my name. favorite players. No, he he didn't. He also wore number thirteen back with Winnipeg, if I don't recall correctly. <laughs> Why you got to be like that? I know I know, I know, know he was different in Anaheim, but Winnipeg, you got to bless the Canadian team, you know, uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Tamu was number 13 with them.
1: Nice. I would go for myself and name myself because I was born on the 13th, but going along hockey, I'm going to go with Pavel Datsuk. Oh, that's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yep. a good one. Yep. What can you tell that us one out of on my that, ass. You- Well, um, his last name is Datsuk, and his first name is Pavel. So that's all I can tell you.
0: I don't know. That's a pretty good hint and indication of where he may be from, though, in the world. Uh,
1: I mean, is it? I I think I think he's Russian. Yeah, yeah. he's Russian. Russian? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay, cool. Mother Russia, very nice. Very nice. No, it
0: was fun. No, because the fun fact with Pavel Datsuk was how you know he was a sixth or seventh round draft pick in his third eligible draft year.
1: Yeah, and he was nicknamed the Magic Man.
0: Oh, he was with some of the uh, the moves that he pulled out there, like uh, like some of his moves they they termed it the Datsuki and Deek.
2: Yeah, nice. He had a lot of different stuff, man. You just Google him; he has an absolute high reel highlight reel on both ends of the ice, too.
1: I think that's what they called his pullout great game with his wife too, Datsuki and Deek. Tibet may uh, have been drinking before anyways. this episode just to let everybody know uh
2: but yeah so i guess uh spencer uh this is a big episode we are 48 hours into uh free agent frenzy with the uh, nhl and uh you know maybe the big names haven't signed but there has been a lot of activity the last two two days and even the couple days before with some deals coming in with players re-signing
0: yeah, you know, as of uh, the moment of recording this episode, you know, there's we have yet to see Alex Petrolangelo sign, uh, but all points uh, are looking to him signing with the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, he just flew into Nevada today and had a little tour of the city and facilities and everything that there is. So you know probably just the casinos honestly and that's it that's all i saw yeah you know he's gonna make a lot of money there right so yeah what else are you gonna do you don't care about the practice facility
2: <laughs> yeah exactly and and i guess uh I, I guess yeah and you mentioned petrangelo on d we're also waiting on taylor hall on the forward side as well where is he going to go he said he's weighing a couple of his options so we're still waiting on the on this on the big fish Uh, to get reeled in. But I think that for now, if we're going to uh, keep things steady, we should probably even go back a couple days before unrestricted free agency. We had a couple of signings uh, or re-signings, sorry, with players like uh, Brendan Dillon and Dylan DeMello re-signing with their respective teams for about, you know, three, four million dollars and maintaining the depth of D on each team.
0: Yeah, Brandon Dillon re-signed with the Washington Capitals for four years and a $3.9 million contract, or sorry, $3.9 million cap hit, which is pretty good for a guy who's going to be, you know, your four to five uh, D-man. Yeah. Uh, You know, and for the physicality and brutality that he brings and his defensive awareness for on penalty kills, it's pretty solid. Uh, As you mentioned, Dylan D'Mello re-signed with the Winnipeg Jets as well to a four-year contract and a $3 million cap hit. Honestly, for, I, I, it's good for Winnipeg, but I can see that in three to four years from now, at the end of his contract, how great of a pickup that will be for a team to use him as, like, a number four to six D-man. As, oh, soon as, yeah. I saw, as, soon, as soon as I saw that drop, I was like, that's going to be a great contract for Winnipeg to trade to, like, a Stanley Cup contender. Uh, even retain some of that, because $3 million for DeMello to play the minutes and abilities that he can yeah oh uh, it'll bring I, back it'll
2: bring back a pick to eat up part of that contract easily
0: oh exactly yeah uh we also saw chandler stevenson also re resign with the vegas golden knights to a four-year contract at a 2.75 million dollar cap hit Yep. uh you know he last season he was traded from washington to vegas mm. just because you know just too many players uh, you know too too many death guys on the Capitals, and they wanted to give Stevenson opportunity elsewhere. Yeah, and boy, he flourished, flourished with the, the Vegas Golden Knights last season, even the playoffs there. Oh, he played so, so well,
2: so well. Yeah,
0: yeah, great guy there. Um, you know, and I, you know, th- those were the main, uh, or the at least the three re-signings prior to free agency kicking off. Yeah, uh, we had seen because we're, we're gonna go back and forth here between some signings and trades. Yeah. Uh, you know as Steph said you know lots has lots has gone down this past week here uh, but we saw the Montreal Canadiens and the Lumbus Blue Jackets swap players where the Lumbus Blue Jackets had acquired Max Domi as well as a 2023rd round draft pick in exchange for Josh Anderson yeah uh, within a couple of days of that trade going down Max Domi had signed a two-year contract at a $5.3 million cap hit uh, with Columbus. And Josh Anderson, the very next day, had signed a seven-year contract at a $5.5 million cap hit.
2: Yeah, that's a that was that's one of those trades. I love player for player trades. There's there's not all these additional conditionals to see whether that draft pick is gonna be worth the player. You know, you can tack on the odd uh, the odd draft pick onto these types of trades, but it, it's just does this player fit here and does this player fit here? And I think in this situation, Columbus gets a guy that is fast, that is feisty, that can also score and, and rack up some points. And Montreal finally gets that size they need in that forward. Because, let's be honest, uh, Domi was smaller. Druen is small. Gallagher is small. Koniemi's not that big either. So, you kind of needed that big power forward to come in and join Montreal's uh, front nine, you could say. A guy that can also play top six minutes. So, I think this is a win for both teams, honestly.
0: Well, Anderson's coming right in there to uh, protect Suzuki, right? Yeah. The same thing. Suzuki's not a big guy, but Anderson's... I think it might be a little little for seven years and a 5.5 million dollar clap hit. Yeah. It's not it's not a David Clarkson kind of contract, but it might be a little bit much. But you know he's still young. If he's able to produce pretty well, then you know it'll look pretty good overall. And for Max Domi, you know Lumbus, they wound up getting their second line centerman behind Pierre Luc Dubois. So I think uh, yeah, like I I just find it kind of interesting that Montreal even gave up a third rounder as well. Yeah. to get the lesser offensive potential player
2: yeah but that that might have been just the cost of how valuable he was to columbus you know uh those types of players that work hard to defend their teammates it's they're important they're just as important uh you know and i don't know i'm i think it's just interesting that uh, bergman finally went out and he brought somebody into his favorite club i always forget what it's called spencer but you got to remind me here uh, so oh, another biceps, club. another 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 boy for the biceps club because uh, Anderson is a big guy. But you know what? That's that's the thing. You mentioned the contract. Um, yes, we know that the cap's going to be flat for the next two years, and it might not start even going up for another three. But you're saying maybe in year six and seven, this contract could be worth it if he could, if he does put up a decent amount of points and he doesn't sort of peter out uh, for the Canadians. But yeah, those are kind of the trades that went on early. Both guys resigned. And then we finally got to uh, UFA Day uh, the other, uh, yesterday on October 9th. And that's when, you know, teams started not breaking the bank, but they started to sign players.
0: Yeah, you know, the uh, long list of players that were signed, We saw a lot of money spread around. But as we mentioned on our previous episode, uh, you know, how amongst the forwards, as you mentioned, as of this moment, Taylor Hall is not signed anybody yet. I I, I just mentioned before, too, is personally, I don't see any other forward. Maybe Mike Hoffman on, like, a lesser squad team that's not that good. Yeah. Uh, But I see uh, Taylor Hall as the only forward, really, who's going to be able to, or who will sign, you know, a a contract that's going to be four or more years. Yeah. I think every other forward is a depth guy. You're not signing a depth guy to, you know, anything more than four years, let alone even three years is pushing it. Yeah. Um, you know, and even your guys in your second, third line, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe we'll hand out like a three-year deal, but I don't see anyone but Taylor Hall signing for a minimum four years for yeah. term. But uh, but yeah, you know, jumping right into it, you know, we saw Dominic Kubalik in his rookie season scored thirty goals to Chicago Blackhawks. He re signed yep. With the obviously the Blackhawks, uh, to it's a two-year him. deal at three point seven million dollar cap hit. Yeah, and he
2: was an um, RFA, just so uh, viewers are reminded, you know. So definitely a great great re-sign there when not, not a massive cap hit for the type of year he had.
0: Yeah, you know, we saw uh, as well as uh, recent buyouts uh, another one of those guys. But Alexander Wenberg, who was bought out by the Columbus Blue Jackets, yep. was signed by the Florida Panthers to a one-year con to a one-year two-point-two-five million-dollar cap hit. Yep. Uh, there's also a little connection there of Florida Panthers' new GM Bill Zito bringing in a former player of his from Columbus as well. Yep. So I find that kind of interesting and pretty pretty cool in general. Again, you know, little connections and being a help out with that. Yeah. Um, you know, just and run it down quickly here but you know we we saw mark barowiczki officially left ottawa as he signed for four million dollars total over two years for a two million dollar cap hit radko excuse me excuse me uh radko Gudis signs uh, for three-year contracts at a 2.5 million dollar cap hit with the florida panthers as well Cam Talbot signs with the Minnesota Wilds, three year contract at a $3.66 million cap hit.
2: GM Bill Guerin, GM Bill Guerin, another number 13, doing great work there, signing Talbot to a fairly cheap contract.
0: Yep, yeah, and uh, Anton Kudobin, no go home, as he opted to re sign with the Dallas Stars for three years at a $3.33 million cap hit. Yeah, good job. Uh, Jacob Markstrom, you know, he jumped over from BC into Southern Alberta there, signing a long-term six-year contract at a $6 million cap hit per season with the Calgary Flames. And he wasn't
2: the only Vancouver conductor to jump ship to, to uh, Calgary. Chris Tanev also signed there as well.
0: Yes, sir. Chris Tanev signed a four-year contract and a $4.5 million cap hit uh, as well there was another guy, too, that they just signed. Louis uh, Domingue, Calgary signed. as well. Louis Domingue, they yeah, signed. Yeah, Louis Domingue there, too. Yep. You know, third string goalie behind uh, Riddick there. Yeah. Um, you know, Justin Schultz, you know, uh, he was not Biden his time. You know, he wasn't going to be trumped again in free agency, so he's... You know, he went along, signed in the capital of America there. Yeah. Uh, signing a two-year contract at a $4 million cap hit per season. Oh, with yeah. the Washington Capitals. Yeah. Speaking of the Capitals, they lost initially. You know, their little franchise goalie and Braden Holtby is... He went to the other end of the continent, to Vancouver, where he signed a two-year contract at a $4.3 million cap hit.
2: Yeah. Great signing.
0: Um, yeah, you know, just... Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. You know, uh, we'll get to this guy afterwards just cause it's, you know, center of the hockey universe and what they love to do. Uh, we also saw Stanley cup winning defenseman, Kevin Shatniker signed for a three year contract, $3.9 million cap hit with the Anaheim Ducks. He's
2: going to enjoy the sun yeah. over there. in Anaheim. Uh, Going
0: to the Orange County, right? Yeah. Tampa Bay to the OC. Can't complain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we also saw Corey Crawford wound up leaving the Chicago Blackhawks as he opted for a two-year contract to the New Jersey Devils at a, as well, a $3.9 million cap hit. Yeah. Uh, along with some other goalies here, we saw the New York Islanders, former goalie Thomas Grice wound up leaving Long Island and went to Michigan State where he signed a two-year, $3.6 million cap hit uh, with the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. Craig Smith wound up leaving the National Predators. And he went to Boston Bruins, signing a three-year, three-point-one million-dollar cap hit. Uh, yeah, you know we saw the Buffalo Sabers also just dip earlier today for another centerman, and Cody Eakin signing home to a two-year, uh, two-year contract worth two with a cap hit of two-point-two-five million dollars. Uh, you know, we saw Jesper Fast sign a three-year contract for a two point $2 million cap hit, leaving the Rangers going down to Carolina. I'm just going to stop you
2: at Jesper Fast and say <laughs> there were a lot of depth signings on this UFA day. And I think we'll just leave it there uh, for now and bring up some other, I guess, big names. I mean, uh, I, I think that uh, the two, like, you could say one or two of the really big names that signed yesterday were guys like... Tory Krug, for example, with St. Louis, which really makes things very interesting in the Petrangelo sweepstakes, right?
0: Yeah, you know, Tory Krug, he left the Boston Bruins uh, signing a seven-year contract at a $6.5 million cap hit with the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd say... A little more offensive touch than Petrangelo brings to the ice, but Petrangelo is just a better all-around defenseman. And he's bigger,
2: at Petrangelo too, so you, you kind of lose a little bit of size there as well.
0: Man, I, I think Tibet's bigger than Krug even, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's saying
1: something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That
0: it's definitely kind of interesting, right? Because a
2: lot of people thought when. St. Louis was going to just go into UFA. It was more of a dollar term, and, you know, maybe they were just playing hardball. You know, maybe they said, okay, well, if Vegas doesn't sign him, then he's going to come back here because we're still his—ultimately, they were his first choice, and I think still are his first choice. But if he can't get the dollar figure he thinks he deserves—and let's be real, we know he wants that Carlson Doughty money, undoubtedly— uh on on a long-term contract seven years undoubtedly yeah
0: undoubtedly yeah (laughs) i was gonna say i see what you.
2: i did not do that on purpose uh (laughs) to all the folks out there that was unintentional but uh no i it's just crazy to me that the las vegas knights who somehow continue to get better with every single player they add could potentially just get alex petrangelo now through free agency It it boggles it's it's just mind-boggling and at this point you kind of say well are they going to become this new Tampa Bay Lightning team where they're so good for years to come that they that they don't that you know maybe they will end up winning the cup in the next two three years but you know uh, it,
0: it's just funny because it's a you know it's a it's an expansion team you know I know when it's just everyone us about oh exactly everyone's just like oh it's an expansion team they're all gonna suck his story's gonna repeat itself and then like fuck off with everyone saying like oh of course they got to be all to the finals their first year look at all the players they got it's like. You know, guys like your Smith and your Martins hollow and your Carlson, you know, even your David Perron at the time, too, your James Neal, all these guys set career high, not James Neal, but everyone else set, like, career high numbers, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, if teams would have known that, they would have kept on to them, it's not like, oh, we're giving up a guy who's guaranteed to be, you know, top 10, top 20 finish, uh, voted for mvp here and everything yeah
2: oh yeah and and i mean if we're yeah so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens i mean we know that alex petrangelo is in las vegas today he was out touring like we mentioned the casinos obviously who cares about where you're gonna live in vegas probably the casinos let's be real actually now that i think about it but he he was one of the big names and And I think we had brief, you had briefly in that very, very long, long list of players mentioned Braden Holpe. That's a very interesting one for Vancouver with that, with Thatcher Demko over there, how they're going to split those games. Uh, And I think...
0: uh, Well, and it's not too bad either, because Holpe only signed a two-year contract, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So even being next season, all right, Holpe, Demko, you share the duties year after that all right right, we'll do the same thing and hope he will maybe look to trade you away you know it's not like it's a long-term contract or anything
2: yeah and just hearing hope speak about the contract he's just so excited to be in vancouver he mentioned you know i'm back in my home country and i'm back on the west coast close to home he's from lloyd minister
0: so it's
2: it's very it's
0: lloyd minister on the saskatchewan side because the city right on the border of saskatchewan is, and alberta is he the
2: sask <laughs> or is he the alberta side
0: He's Saskatchewan. Okay, okay. So he, he had to he had to go through the troubles of you know drinking age being nineteen and Siska, not eighteen on S- the Alberta side.
2: Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan. But yeah, he's uh, he's he's so he's from the he's from that side. You could say the he's from the the. Samith Wade Reddins. It's from the east side, but uh, but yeah. So definitely was nice, not a surprise to kind of understand that contract on his end. Uh, also knowing that you know Thatcher Demko's young, so maybe he will get. 50 games and then it, like we, we've said he's kind of been trending downwards in our last episode we mentioned that so who would want him well this is kind of an ideal storm uh if he outplays thatcher demko well then Vancouver's happy to you know work with thatcher demko give him 30 games keep him happy for another year or two before he really does become the true number one there and then if yeah i guess if hope does falter and thatcher continues his great play well Hope he knows he's just going to be there to help him, and that's what he even said in his interviews yesterday uh, about being in Vancouver.
0: So I think it's well, a win. Even in, well, even a couple of years, you know, in the pipeline, they got Mikey DiPietro also coming up through the roots too, and yeah, heck, you know, let him be the starter with the Utica comments as well in the AHL for two seasons while Holpi's country country con- contract runs out. Well, exactly, yeah. There you go. You got your Demko and your. You're better, Di Pietro. there.
2: Yeah, and I mean, speaking of goaltenders, I think we have to talk about uh, the trade that our general manager, Pierre Dorian, made to acquire Matt Murray. I'm praising it. I'm liking it. I, I, I really, really liked it, honestly. And it's just the fact that we re-signed him shortly after, a guy that's won the Cup two times. Considering the vast amount of goalies we have, and Nielsen potentially... I don't want to, you know, knock on wood that he becomes healthy again, but it's really not looking good. A guy that can teach the, teach our younger guys, teach Hogeberg, uh, you know, maybe even teach some of the younger guys if Hogeberg ever gets injured that come up. I, I think this is a win for Ottawa. Four years, if he's playing very well, and we have a goalie that's pushing him in his final year, it's a tradable asset, we can eat some of that contract. I, it's a win in my books.
0: Yeah, no, uh, as that said, you know, for... Ottawa to acquire Tom Barrasso. He won two Stanley Cups there at the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, you know, we just had to give up. Yane Lackanen for him there. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, wait, sorry. Talk about the wrong Pittsburgh goalie that won two Cups with Pittsburgh and has been traded to Ottawa. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. I meant to say Matt Murray there for us. Oh,
2: yeah, there it is. Okay.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, all you know, it's... Uh, Pierre Doran is really uh, not willing to trade away the 33rd overall pick, so instead he traded the 52nd overall pick Great work. and uh, forward prospect Jonathan Gruden. Yeah, uh, just played this past year at the London Knights for Matt Murray there, and yeah, you know, as a Sens fan, I, I, am it's it's you know, okay. Also, because last time, last episode, I said Ottawa's not going to do anything with the with the goalies or anything like that. Yeah. So before you know you start uh, you know chirping me here and everything. It was announced hours beforehand that Anders Nielsen is still uh, having concussion-like symptoms. Yeah. He hasn't been on the ice. Last time he was on the ice was actually New Year's Eve,
2: yeah. uh, which he had yeah, suffered yikes.
0: concussion just weeks before that in late yeah. November. Yeah, that's right. So he still has concussion. It wasn't known if he still had symptoms and how his health was looking and everything coming to the next season. Yeah. So it's, it's not my fault that that news came out after our episode had dropped and then a trade happened. Now i got to wait like four days to go over this and explain myself.
2: No, you know what? I think that everybody will understand and I totally back you up. We didn't know that news until hours before this trade had dropped and it 100% made sense when it happened. I mean, Matt Murray just needed a new home, I think. He's a great goalie. I mean, he's shown that... It, it's really weird because I, I'm genuinely hoping that the young, the young vibe around the team... He's gonna fit into it he's still a young guy and I, I think that I, I think that it'll help to have that sort of new energy fill him with that new energy because I think if he's shown anything is he can perform under freaking pressure I mean well
0: top top of my head I think he's only one of four active goalies in the league who've won the cup multiple times
2: yeah I mean okay we know which team he was on we know who his uh, who his forward core was out in front of him. But that decor was just a decor that gelled super well. There were no superstar names then. Even Chris Letang wasn't himself as much as he was years earlier in the decade. So well, when
0: they won in 2017, they didn't have Letang. Exactly. They all of the all of their defensemen. I think they said that when they won the cup in 2017, it was only the second time, or I don't want to say NHL history. But at least uh, uh, I remember them saying how, like, 2006 Carolina Hurricanes and the uh, 2017 Pittsburgh Penguins had none of their defensemen that played during their playoff run who who ever had a vote for a Norris Trophy winner. Yeah, so. Like, 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 you know, there's like five stages of being voted for for winning the trophy, and not a single guy ever even got like a fifth place vote.
2: Yeah, so that's definitely interesting. And speaking of
0: uh, kind of... Oh, well, of, sorry. Cause, well, sorry. It's just, just one last little yeah, thing on there, too. Because, yeah. of course, you know, Pierre Dorian, he would go out and acquire the only goalie that's ever eliminated his team in the playoffs, right?
2: Yeah, it's such a Pierre Dorian thing to do. I, I guess we could even speak about this because it happened hours ago. I mean, Pierre Dorian continued his trading today and, and made a deal for Austin Watson with the Nashville Predators, and it only cost us a fourth rounder. So I guess I, can, we can't, I can't even complain about that because it's just adding size to defend our young players. And not just that, a penalty killing specialist. So uh, just such great just two of great moves by our GM in the last week.
0: Uh, you're forgetting about another one there, too, in our back end.
2: My brain or- has gone.
0: Orleans native. Oh, Erica Branson. Ottawa. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, no, the auto senators uh, just hours ago had acquired Austin Watson uh, from the National Predator fourth rounder. Yeah. And a couple of days ago, they had also acquired Eric Branson, uh, Orleans native, which yeah. for those of, where, those of you who are unaware is just on the outskirts of the city here in the East Ends. Yep. Yeah. Um, acquired Eric Branson, you know, to join the team. And like you said, you know, you look at some of the guys, you know, your Josh Brown was basically brought in, signed the exact same salary cap hit as Mark Barbovichki there. Yeah. Uh austin watson comes in he'll fit you know in that third or fourth line right winger job and yeah it's funny where everyone's talking about yes you know the the unfortunate a uh, domestic abuse that was then later called back uh due to some you know uh, addiction problems uh, between he and his uh, partner there yeah but for watson there you know he's a guy where it, it's even funny online people are like oh what the hell is auto bringing this guy in here we don't need him he's not going to score for us and it's like If you ever watch the Nashville Predators play, he's a solid guy on the penalty kill. Yeah. Oh yeah. He is terrific on the penalty kill out there. Sticks up for his teammates, and as that and as Steph just mentioned here, you know. Josh Brown's like 62, Gabranson 65, Watson 64, even Matt Murray 64. Yeah. We're bringing some depth for the team here. Well, and just overall security, protection, bouncers and everything for the young guns coming up there. Yeah,
2: and, and it's something we spoke about. I mean, Tim Stutzle, we'll, we'll get into him because he's he's the guy that Ottawa ended up drafting this week and we'll get into a little recap of the draft in in one of our future episodes uh of Off the Tape, but You know, it's just, if he does come here at one point, you know, if even if he stays in the DEL and he comes here and he's a little tired, it's just going to be one of those things where you got to have a guy that's going to stick up for him. And, you know, we have, obviously Kachuk is a big boy, Brown, Logan Brown, they're all big players, but they're still so young and you don't want them getting pushed around. And these are the type of guys you'll have that are going to work hard for the team, really kind of probably get... I feel like like I said about Matt Murray and our young guys giving him a new energy. Why wouldn't these guys get that energy from our young guys and really love playing here, you know, in the next couple of years? So it's just going to be a blast. I, I I can't wait for the team next year, regardless of well, of and, the result. And
0: even to, add, well, even to add on to that with all four guys of how, you know, Matt Murray, countless times, he's he's in, like, public places in Pittsburgh, and people are telling him how shit he is in net and everything. It's like, dude, this guy just won you two cups in the last – Four or five years, you're shitting on him there. Yeah. So change of scenery is great. He's from Thunder Bay, so he's coming to his home province and everything. Exactly. Austin Watson, again, you know the problems there back in Nashville and everything. Yeah. A new city, new change of scenery as well is always good. Your Branson coming home. Yeah. Josh Brown, previously coached by DJ Smith for three years in the OHL, so it's all these little change of sceneries or little connections and everything here. That you know, I think it's gonna be. It, you know, it's making things. It's not like oh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna acquire this guy. You know, like another trade recently earlier today, which was realistically just Chicago trading Brandon Saad to Colorado for Nikita Zadorov. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's not like there's not much like you know connections there. It's like th- this is like you know we're making a hockey trade just for the sake of it. But for Ottawa, it's like you know guys need a little change of scenery. Guys have a little connection here to the community or to the staff here and everything. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, and. And so I guess, I guess to kind of shift, uh, shift gears and move away from Ottawa, we actually saw our,
0: uh, you, you can... mean Ottawa, the way that friggin' huh. uh, was it ESPN <laughs> pronounced guy called, pronounced it there? We, we don't, don't have ask. to, yeah,
2: we don't have to talk about the Americans, but, uh, <laughs> we can ignore them as we always do. But I guess we can, I guess move down the 401, unfortunately, to our mortal enemy neighbors, the... Toronto Maple Laughs and speak about some of the D men that they acquired and I actually just saw that the very much minutes ago a new signing came out on their end so there is uh, stuff to talk about here but first let's get into T J Brody four years twenty million cap hit of five what do you think about that one kind of an interesting one I didn't expect it
0: no it's uh, again everyone's hyping it about with Brody with Brody there because he he shoots left handed but he loves playing on the right side Fair enough again. But again yeah, exactly. Um, and, and the thing with Brody is, it, it's, he's not the most consistent guy, game in, game out. And it's either you're getting a guy who can play, top two minutes for your team, or you're getting a guy who's going to be benched and playing 5-6. Yeah. So, it's just like, well, enjoy the next four years, because of all places to be hurt and gain all that shit on you... You're going to the center of it, so (laughs) enjoy. Yeah,
2: and speaking of uh, maybe a guy who can actually play the right side, how about uh, the Leafs signing Zach Bogosian to a one-year, $1 million deal?
0: Yeah, no, exactly. And Stanley Cup winner as well, bringing Broad in now. Yeah. Yeah. you know, it's also this was only his first ever time in the postseason as well. So yeah, <laughs> you know, you take it as it is. There, you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: but I mean, it's a ring that you bring in. Ultimately, I mean, he he saw the process, so maybe he can help some of those young guys along. Uh, we'll see. I mean, a one-year deal at one million, he might be playing for a bigger contract, which could positively impact the lease. But fingers crossed, it doesn't happen. <laughs>
0: Don't need, don't even need to do that. It's Toronto, yeah, yeah. You know, it's true. the only, it's the only team that figures out a way to lose all the time.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and you know, I, I guess to to stick to this D-men theme in these Canadian teams, let's quickly move out west. I mean, we saw the Edmonton Oilers kind of add depth at every position, and Tyson Berry well, was a guy. Yeah, Tyson, away Tyson from the Maple Leafs. Yeah, area. exactly. Taking away from the Maple Leafs, exactly as you're saying, Tyson Berry goes to uh, Edmonton. On a one-year, three-point-seven-five million-dollar contract, does this seem like one of those contracts where the this is where the flat cap maybe affected how much this player got?
0: A little bit, considering you know everyone was talking about how much he was set to make and everything like that, and you know, and I think a lot of pundits are saying, oh, he's looking at like minimum six million. Oh, he can make push just because he he's just a strictly offensive guy. Yep. Where he flourishes when the puck is in the offensive zone. But as soon as he crosses center ice and he's skating back to his own end, there uh, you're on the penalty kill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it's I think it's also kind of a way for him maybe to stock up on some points in Edmonton. Of course, playing with McDavid and Dreisaitl, and as we previously mentioned, how Bomb's likely out for the entire next season. Oh yeah. So they need so they need they need a quarterback on the power play, right? Yeah. So oh, here's two guys who'll get a hundred points well, I could play them for three quarters of the season because we know they're not going to make the playoffs. Yep. So I'll get some points there. And, hey, it's a friendly contract. I can be traded at the deadline. Edmonton, you know, is willing to retain half of that. And, oh, just under $1.9 million really for a cap hit come the deadline for a playoff contending team.
2: So you know what's kind of interesting about this signing to me? I was reading an article from a... And take it with a grain of salt, of course. The, the, there was a, it's a from
0: the Toronto Sun. No,
2: actually. Uh, ironically, it is not. but um, something something that surprised me was, and I'm just wondering how willing the um, the Edmonton oilers are willing to do it. They have a couple of players that have some big contracts on their side, but you gotta somebody was saying how short term the oilers in some fashion could be interested in uh, both Tyson Berry and Taylor Hall. I can't see it happening uh, because I just see Taylor Hall going to a team that has enough cap to give him that one or two year deal where he's going to earn eight plus mil and there's no way the Oilers could do that. But I don't know, you kind of got to wonder whether uh, Holland has the balls to kind of make a move here uh, and maybe trade one or two guys away for some short-term gain here and maybe finally gain some traction with McDavid and getting deeper in the playoffs.
0: Well, it certainly has been funny, though, where a lot of players have come out saying how they rejected offers from Edmonton. Yeah. You know, Ed- Edmonton's talking about wanting to find a goalie. Well, Markstrom said no to them. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Holpe said no to them. Uh, I believe even Corey Crawford said no to them. So it's just, <laughs> you know, they're constantly looking around trying to find players, but it's just kind of funny where it's like, you know, just a couple of years ago, everyone's talking about, oh, the McDavid effect, right? Yeah. Well, now you got Big David and Dreisaitl, and nobody wants to come join you. <laughs> yeah, except guys like Tyler Ennis,
2: washed-up Tyler, Tyler, uh, Tyler, Kyle Turris, uh, Alan Quinn is a nobody. You know, they're, they're getting Alan Mike. Quinney. Yeah, Quinty. Alan Quinney even worse. Like, there, I can't even come pronounce his Come on, Tibet, name. you
0: should know that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Thanks for the contribution, Tibet. <laughs> but, yeah, no Mike, Smith well. <laughs> Mike
0: Smith as well.
2: Mike Smith uh, as well signing with Edmonton. Like, like Come in. on, guys. This, yeah, Ugh, it's just so, I don't know. It's so Edmonton, right? It's They're the Western Toronto Maple Leafs, but they actually make the playoffs because mcdavid actually performs unlike uh, Martin and matthews
0: i don't know they edmonton went as far as uh toronto did this past year in the round robin yeah
2: <laughs> yeah exactly so ugh, yikes yeah you just kind of kind of wonder where where a guy like and and this brings us back to taylor hall where, where do we think he's gonna go which which teams can sign him you know you kind of there's there's been rumors in the last seven eight hours that the Bruins have, you know, a pretty big offer on the table for him. Is he willing to go there short term? Well, I mean, again, I a think lot a lot of... of
0: people were questioning what was Columbus doing, clearing out so much cap space. You know, they bought out Alex yeah. Lundberg, and then they traded Ryan Murray to the New Jersey Devils just for a fifth round draft pick, and yeah, then they exactly. traded Marcus Nutivara to the Florida Panthers for Cliff Pooh. So Cliff yeah. Pooh is an AHLer. And Nudivara is earning $2.7 million cap hit. And again, just pointing out too, Bill Zito with the Florida Panthers, quite a former defenseman of his from Columbus, but clearing out all that cap space. Yeah. And uh, Jarmo Kikulainen, uh just said though a couple hours ago, stating that they have talked to Petrolangelo and Hall's camps, and nothing's going to work out from that. But it is rather yeah. interesting seeing how much cap space they have now. And and, yeah. and definitely bank on Columbus. You saw how good they were, despite losing the likes of Bobrovsky, Duchene, and Panarin. And yeah. it's honestly some of these guys are picking out of their asses around the world that they're drafting and bringing as free agent—is actually kind of phenomenal. Yeah. Who are you know yeah. stepping up and such and like exceeding expectations everywhere on their lineup and their depth charts. It's kind of funny, but so cool. But it's kind of also just Columbus because of how it's not a noteworthy city that people will be like, oh, I want to go there, sign long-term. Oh, I want to live here, right? As we saw yeah, with Bobrovsky, Panarin, exactly. and Duchesne, and many, many others all willing to leave so quickly.
2: Yeah, it just seemed like the theme of these last this last whirlwind of a 52 hours, 56 hours, has been, you know, a lot of these depth guys being signed to add to teams, uh, some, you know, uh, goalies, evidently, and defensemen, though, though, that's where the bigger names went. Because like you said, Hall was the premier forward, not much after that. So it's kind of been interesting to track how this is all kind of unfolded and, and the contracts that players are getting. I mean, Tyson Berry is a premier example of the flat cap affecting a player potentially making more money and settling for short term to try to maybe prove himself this year to try to get a little bit more next year maybe he'll only get another one year contract in the flat cap. It's going a lot of these are one year deals, so we're going to see a lot of these guys again on the UFA list next year. Uh it's just going to it's just kind of a fascinating time for hockey the next you could say 24 months. I mean, Seattle's coming up as well. So how is this going to affect who players are protecting? There's so many implications with these signings too being long term for certain teams ultimately.
0: And even by the time this episode drops, you know, there'll probably be a few other players that will sign, but as we mentioned in our last episode, right, the amount of more depth players there are than significant, elite, top tier you know, looking players and everything is really what this market yeah. is composed of, you know? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. You know, and other than that, there's not much else that's gone on on free agency and other acquisitions and trades. But, you know, we can turn our focus a little bit to the draft that happened this past week as well. And, you know, yeah. I'd say not uh, not many any real surprises in the first 19 picks there. Yeah. You know, it, no. it, it really wasn't until the 20th and 21st overall picks where it was a little more surprising with some of the uh, selections there where we saw the New Jersey Devils at 20th overall draft Shakir Mukhamadulin and i will give that to you and not try to pronounce it <laughs> and then the very next pick we saw the Lumbus blue jackets go out and draft yegor china chinakov 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 chinakov
2: china chinakov Ch- 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 Chyn- <laughs> i think yeah that sounds about
0: right Yeah. funny thing though is line and say they had chinakov in their top 10 jeez so they this must, guy must know something even on guys like draft uh, mock drafts and everything there's 210 guys to pick
2: yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. And, and you know what, you know what, uh, I think the, the, I guess for the hockey nerds, like us, the, the greatest amount of drama came in the first couple of picks, uh, who, who our team, the Ottawa Senators was going to pick at number five and Spencer correctly predicted Jake Sanderson there coming to Ottawa from the U- from the, uh, USA, uh, national team, uh, development program. Uh, so that was quite uh quite fantastic. I mean, we nailed Jamie Drysdale. We kind of also nailed that seven through twelve or 13 were going gonna be the players that were selected in in the not in the, maybe the order that they were selected, but you know Holtz, Quinn, Rossi, Perfetti maybe went a little later. I think that Winnipeg gets an absolute steal there. Yeah, for Askerov, Bill, Will.
0: first ever draft pick. That's a solid guy to fall down into your oh. lap at tenth. Oh, that was Winnipeg. Sorry, not Bill Guerin took Rossi, oh, yeah, which is sorry. also an amazing. Yeah. But that's still,
2: but that's still, like, but that's still a guy we talked about in the same way, you know. Rossi and Perfetti coming in at nine and ten,
0: those are underrated
2: picks. Well, and, and we like, pretty
0: much said too, right? Like, like, you knew Minnesota was going after a centerman. We knew the Jets were likely going to go after a centerman as well. There, you know, and, and yeah. it's just you know maybe the names are were different than what we said, but you know for yeah. a little. Stick to our to our own uh, knowledge. We we got the right positions pretty much.
2: Yeah, exactly. We got and, and even even Askarov. Like we were saying, Nashville and uh, Carolina. There at thirteen were the two that were that were gonna do it. Um, you know, at fourteen we had Dylan Holloway go, uh, and then after that the next Canadian team, the Montreal Canadiens, they picked Caden Gould. So it's just. You know, I think that, and, and, and I think that, you know, that wasn't as much of the drama. I think the drama for us as hockey nerds came when the Rangers traded up to that number 19 pick when Calgary, for a second time, traded away their pick. Yeah. We were kind of like, like,
0: holy shit, like, they want somebody here. And not, well, we said, you know. Well, sorry, no, but not only that, nobody mentioned it, but, you know, big brain, like, kudos to the Calgary Flames dropping yeah. five spots and acquiring two third round draft picks in doing so. That's pretty damn well good done by Brad Tree Living there.
2: Yeah, Tree Living doing a, a wonderful job, especially after he's been shit on for the last little while about not getting the so, so, support. Well, so long as he
0: drafted the right players now <laughs> and he didn't screw up yeah. with that and giving up Braden Schneider now to the Rangers.
2: Yeah, but that's the thing, right? It's like Braden Schneider, like right when we saw that happen, we were like, man, Braden Schneider's still available. Like he's a big, big boy. He plays in the Western Hockey League. Like like he is, he should not be passed up on, you know, 42 points uh, in 60 games played for him. That's pretty darn good, you know? And, and so right when we saw that happen, we were like, oh man, the Rangers really want somebody. They just selected obviously an amazing forward there and they had Caco last year. So, you know, they're going to try to get a defenseman here. And lo and behold, Braden Schneider went because what were we saying? New Jersey really desperately needed there. Spencer, everything. we said they they ha- well everything, <laughs> well everything. But they had drafted Holtz. They drafted Holtz earlier, and then they drafted Dawson Mercer. But was Dawson Mercer really that important to them? Or did they actually think that Calgary was going to pick him and then Calgary realized, oh, well, we're not going to get Mercer. Let's well, trade that's away. that's why we saw him go after a
0: D-man. Like, you knew they were going to go after a D-man. Yeah. And you just knew. Of course, you know the rivalry, right? The hudson River rivalry between the Rangers and yeah. Devils. You knew that, oh, well, you know, what's a way for Rangers to stick it up the Devils' ass? So you know that uh, the, the first time that uh, Shakir
2: and Braden meet, we're going to get some fisticuffs, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably there. <laughs>
0: But um, if they ever meet, no, uh, but uh, yeah, Yeah, no, other than that, it was, uh, you know, I think one, uh, you know, one thing to mention here, or if somehow you missed this really cool heartfelt moment was when the San Jose Sharks selected Ozzie Wiesblatt with a 31st overall pick at uh, the, I believe it was either their assistant GM or director of scouting there. Uh, but yeah. just before he announced whom they were drafting, he had signed, like sign language out the name Ozzy. Because Ozzy Wiesblatt's mother happens to be deaf, so kind of cool that she saw that first, and then they announced Ozzy Weisblatt. And like, like you know, when the camera, or I guess from our television networks, uh, you know, came across their Zoom screen, there, there, like you saw people falling all over the place, people like you know celebrating and everything like that. Then their mother signed back saying, "I love you," back to the camera there. And as like that's yeah. you know really cool moment there and everything to see that. Yeah, and 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 I think he uh, I, think,
2: <laughs> I think that earlier when uh Yegor Chinakov was selected by Columbus. I think what, when when Columbus was selecting, we were jokingly saying, "Well, which freaking name of craziness is their GM
0: Kekalainen, going to pick like, here. They get random yeah. guys from all over the place. You're just like Okay, is it two or three, or is it seven syllables to pronounce here? Yeah, and then
2: I, I remember jokingly, I said, man, Ozzy Wiesblatt, because Ozzy Osbourne, and they're going to do some crazy, like, uh, they're going to do, like, uh, well, I forget what the name of the the train song is, but uh, my, my brain isn't crazy working train. right now. But, but, crazy Train, yeah. Was, are they going to, like, announce him with Crazy Train or something? Because, I mean, uh, I guess to end the episode, Spencer— well, Not only of, that, but it's also uh, kind of funny,
0: because he has three younger brothers— Ocean, Orca,
2: yeah. and Oasis. Yeah, and I mean, I. W- <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, exactly. So I guess I. It's a shame we don't have him here, but I, I genuinely wish that uh, we could get signed off the way that Tim Stutzel was introduced to the Ottawa Senators. Uh, shout out to, uh, I mean, I don't really care for the U Ottawa GGs, but shout out to uh, GG alum uh, Alex Trebek for giving one of the coolest, if not the coolest draft pick of all time uh with tim stutzel being selected by the Ottawa centers there at number three i'm just you know i think initially you and i had both with our hearts leaned towards uh byfield there a little bit but man when we took stutzel i was just so happy hearing how hard he works uh and just the way he was selected you just it just feels like something is special is going to come from this kid and i hope that it's for a long time in the auto organization
0: yeah you know it's uh it was yeah. I think it's it's well. It is impossible to top that draft selection there. And what even yeah, what no. even made it even cooler and funny was how, as it came out, it was saying who is. It was like a slight one to two second pause in there too. I just like you know. It immediately got everyone maybe an inch or two their ass off the couch, being like leaning in, really wanting to hear it and all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and
2: yeah, we knew it was coming because Dorian had said it and we all knew it was coming but it was just
0: well, Alex Trebek <laughs> being the absolute pro he is it, it's just so, but it's just so un, but it's just so unfortunate it's just like you know all right great for Tim Stutzel two picks later sorry Sanderson you're getting a regular treatment of a pick you know same team same yeah. organization but you're getting a regular treatment sorry <laughs>
2: Yeah, and not only that, poor Jake Sanderson, his uh, his thing was so delayed that I think he got it like 30 seconds after everybody else, so it <laughs> seemed like he wasn't celebrating when they initially showed him when we drafted him, Well, you know, that's North so, Dakota
0: probably in general for you, eh?
2: <laughs> yeah, Montana boy, North Dakota. Of course, the internet isn't working for him.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, other than that, that's pretty much all that's gone down. Um, obviously, there's been a lot yeah. more transactions that have gone down that... <laughs> We just don't necessarily have enough time in the world to go over, uh, but yeah. you know you can be sure to follow us on our Twitter accounts at Off the Tape, where we're keeping up to date with every single signing, every single trade, and every single acquisition that's going down in the National Hockey League. Uh, other than that, you know, this episode is being released here on Thanksgiving up in the Great White North, so we hope you all had yourselves a great amount of turkey you know all enjoyed yeah. your virtual thanksgiving zoom calls and skype calls and connections there with your families and hopefully listening Absolutely. to the rules as we had just found out you know up here in ottawa in the next 28 days we're uh, you know moving back to stage two there
2: yeah modified stage two tightening it up so everybody stay safe out there and enjoy your thanksgiving uh, at home with the people in your bubble with your loved ones and uh yeah, make sure you take a nice long uh, nap and listen to this podcast. Enjoy the day off, because <laughs> who doesn't love exactly. having a bloody Monday off? <laughs> yes, Spencer, who doesn't enjoy it? But yeah, <laughs> man
1: who's been off for a thousand years. Um, only, <laughs> yeah, late, but exa-
0: only 208 days. <laughs> As long
2: as his beard has been growing, ladies and gentlemen, we'll post a picture soon on our Instagram.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, you could probably take a picture in like a year from now. I have no deadline. Oh, that's the thing. No, I wanted to say here was uh, so two things. Actually, one thing though about the draft. Actually, just to bring up and um, yeah. So the cool thing. Ah, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna save that for next week because maybe we'll have some okay, stuff going on. Save it. I'll say. I'll say this little. Tidbit, interesting fact, and everything for the uh, regarding the NHL draft this past year for next week's episode. Um, awesome. But yeah, one thing uh, for any listeners and viewers out there, you know, I, I I'm quite known for growing out my facial hair and everything, and I just haven't given two shits at all here to wanting to shave it. So it's been, yeah, I'll be uh, coming up to eight month uh, eight months now of you know, I think I make a lumberjack look clean shaved. I think some people have said, but uh, yeah. I I you know I had a little fun. Uh, Joking, you know I love my bets and I love a little gambling here and there and everything. So, you know, for anyone out there who maybe wants to throw a little, throw a little a, uh, uh, what we call it? Wager. A, pardon? A wager. Yeah, fun, a fun little wager. So, if they want, you know, someone wants to throw a little wager my way and everything, and you know, if I happen to lose the bet that you come up with, well, then you get to do whatever you want with my beard. A few years ago i had my beard growing out for several months and i lost a wager and so i had the diet completely uh blackened for a couple weeks and my man
2: was missing an eye patch and could have gone out to halloween as blackbeard the pirate if he wanted to <laughs> well, honestly like it was kind of hilarious
0: well i look like captain haddock from 1010 as well yeah exactly <laughs> the only freaking just... thing memo is a freaking yeah. jackass got permanent black and there's still some Oof. of that like in my pores and i still get black hairs it's not That's as so ginger funny. as it used to be asshole <laughs> yeah but yeah
2: i guess i guess i guess with that uh <laughs> we'll leave everybody to their thanksgiving dinners and uh, i'll let uh, spencer sign us off here cheers everybody enjoy your turkeys
0: yeah you know thanks again for everyone joining in here we'll uh, let tibet take it off but as i mentioned you know you can you know don't be a, don't uh be afraid to hit me up with a dm or a pm or mention whatever if you want to have a little fun little uh competition here and you know, I you know whether you want to come up with something pretty good or something pretty dumb, I'm all down and for it because what the hell else do we have to look forward to over the next several months likely due to COVID?
1: True. <laughs> all right, t- I like this bet. <laughs> I might even take you up on it.
0: <laughs> well, one person only. So <laughs> my shift is done. I'm <laughs> off, and Tibet, your turn to take over here, bud, to finish off the game
1: yeah sounds good thank you guys for listening to this episode of off the tape we hope you guys all have an amazing thanksgiving holiday with your families eat that turkey up eat that stuffing up and you can always follow us on twitter and instagram at off the tape and listen to us on youtube apple podcasts spotify anywhere podcasts are found really and i hope you guys have an awesome awesome thanksgiving yet again you beautiful people